Bonjour rugby friends and welcome to a new edition of the French Rugby Connection podcast with moi, your host Véronique Landieu and Bill, oh mon dieu, quelle horreur, quelle catastrophe, oh my heart bled for the French team last week, qu'est-ce qui s'est passé, what happened Well, that's a $64,000 question, isn't it, really? What did happen? Well, what happened was Ireland didn't let France play, full stop, and France had no answer, and it was game over, almost from the kickoff. Yes, it was a very bad day for the office. I mean, credit for the men in green. They were absolutely phenomenal. Uh, the fr French team, you know, couldn't respond. I think they failed in all aspects, unfortunately. And playing after the 30-second minutes with only 14 men, you know, didn't didn't help at all. So The strategy wasn't correct. Um, I think France... We're under the cosh, like I said, from the first the first few minutes and uh, from the kickoff, and Ireland came away with points, and they just didn't seem to be able to settle. Ireland didn't let them settle; they were all over them like rashes. They had absolutely no time to breathe, and of course, unfortunately, the pack was under an awful lot of pressure even before they lost within with MC to the to the the red card, and and Luku really just didn't have any time at all and his service was very very slow and Jali Bear just did not have any time at all to get his back line going yes and you know I think we did miss Monsieur Antoine Dupont Antoine is so adept at picking up any kind of balls you know in his direction um, Maxime is a different player is a very good player But it's a different style. So I think we did miss uh, the um, le ministre de l'intérieur uh, this, this time around. So what will happen on Saturday in Murrayfield? First of all, I believe François Gatier has announced his squad earlier today during the press conference. Yes, um, he he's announced the squad to play Scotland on Saturday at Murrayfield. Um, I think uh, the changes were pretty well, pretty much leaked earlier in the week. I think by Monday, we, we had a pretty good idea as to what the team was going to be. Uh, and of course, the big news was that he was maintaining his faith in Maxim Luku at, at nine. Um, so the only changes really to the French side for Saturday, obviously the, there's the enforced change at lock with Cameron... Wookie coming in to partner Paul Gabriaga in the second row. Um, and Louis Bielbarré is coming in to, to replace Joram Mufana on the wing. Uh, he goes, Mufana drops to the bench. And the other, other changes are on the bench. Uh, Sebastian Tarafafina has come in. Obviously, uh, Remy Mardi is, is is out for the rest of the tournament now with an injury. He's going to have to have, I think he had an operation this week. So he's out. And Alexandra Rumar has come in as the uh, the replacement lock in the squad, obviously, to replace Vilemsi. So those are the changes. So shall I run through the team? 
Yes, go ahead. Be, be my guest. Yes. Uh, like like you said, not too many changes. No, they decided no, to no. stay with the uh, oldish guard. Full back is Thomas Ramos, uh, the wings, Damien Penault and Pierre uh, Barry, as I intimated earlier. The centre pairing is, remains the same of Jonathan Dante and Gael Ficou. Halfbacks, Maxime Lucou and Mathieu Jalibert. The front row, Cyril Bay, Piatto Mavuka and Uni Antonio. Uh, the locks, Cameron Wookie and Paul Gabriel, as they said. Back row, Francois Cross, Charles Yvon and Gregory Aldridge, who captains aside. Then the bench, uh, Julien Marchand, Sebastian Tafafina, Dorian Alderegui, Basolo Tugali, who I must say looked good when he came on, Alexander Ruma, Nolan Lagarek, Scrum Heart, and Yoram. Moefana. So that's the team to take on Scotland on Saturday. So what will happen on Saturday? Because let's not forget, it was a, a tough, tough day last week for Les Bleus. So I really hope this time around that France will be able to win because that if they lose, that will be the third consecutive match that they have lost under the era of Fabien Gattier. I think it has never happened under his reign. No. Well, it's going to be interesting, isn't it? Because the first thing we've got to decide is, or find out, is which Scotland team are going to turn up. Is it going to be the Scotland team that played the first half against Wales, or is it going to be the Scotland team that played against Wales in the second half? Um, when you think that early in the second half, Scotland were winning the game 27-0. And in the end, the game ended up 27-26 to Scotland. They only just sneaked home. So I would have, I'm sure that uh, the, the French brain squad on the coaching staff will have had a look at that game in Cardiff last week. And I'm sure they will have found areas that they can exploit against this Scotland side. And they'll be looking to put that into, into action on Saturday at Murrayfield. Yeah, I mean, what a game that was. I've never seen a game like that. I don't know what they had to drink, you know, or what kind of speech they were given during the during halftime because it was a completely different team during the second half. You know, it was a, definitely a game of two halves. It, it was, and I mean, I mean, the strange thing was in, in that in that second half. I mean, there was a great try scored very early on by Van der Merve. He scored a, a brilliant try, and that stretched uh, the, the the Scottish lead. But they just the, the wheels seemed to come off, and Wales just grew and grew. They got a score, and they built on that, and they started to believe. A couple of quick tries, and they felt that they were back in the game. Um, and and all credit to them. And I'm sure they'll look to take that into the game against England at Twickenham on Saturday. Mm -hmm. But um, I think the key for me on on Saturday at Murrayfield is I think France have got to start well. They've certainly got to play with a lot more intensity than they did against the Ireland. They weren't allowed to by, by the Irish team, but they're going to have to impose their game on Scotland and really make sure that they can, the, the pack have got to give Luku decent ball. Uh, and one area they've really got to work on this week 
is the line-out, because the line-out was an absolute disaster for France. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. Let's not forget, you know, they've got a new coach, so they need to adapt a different way of uh, of training as well. They had to abide by the strategy that was given to them as well. It didn't work so well because they lost one player, so it kind of uh, changed, you know, the dynamic. Uh, yeah, that was that was a very poor game. Uh, they didn't turn up on the day. That, that that's for sure. And um, one thing I wanted to highlight is that usually you know the the French team are very fit, but this time around they look tired. They so I I think they really need to pick up their energy level. But having said that, you know they haven't really had a break since the World Cup. Uh, the only player who had a, a sabbatical was number eight was Greg Adley, the captain of, of Les Bleus. But, but even yeah, him, you know, he was, he was kind of struggling. The Irish were extremely clinical. They knew exactly what needed to be done. And the French, don't forget what uh, uh, Arletta said, you know, they did say they really want to attack this time round, but it, it, it was, yeah, it was a disaster. Uh, <laughs> Was I, 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 and and you can't play against an Ireland an Ireland team in this form with fourteen men. In the end, it, you 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 will be shattered. You will be physically drained. You're trying to play against fifteen fit players with uh, uh, at the level that Ireland play. You you, you can't do it, and it, and you can see that in the last quarter, um, France's physical reserves seemed to run out, and they they really were struggling. But you know, I've heard people. Comments being made in France that, the, as you say, people were very, very concerned about the level of fitness of the French side, as they they looked tired, they they looked heavy, the breathing was heavy, and so you have to you have to question the preparation. Was the preparation right? Was it too hard in the in the week leading to the game? I don't know. But one, I know one one person who was certainly be very, very, very angry with that performance, and and, and that's the the coach, the defence coach, um, Shane Edwards. Correct, Sean Sean Edwards. Yes. Mm-hmm. Sean Edwards. Sean Edwards would be absolutely fuming with that with that performance, and I'm sure that he will have made his feelings known to the squad that what happened last weekend was totally unacceptable. So, hmm. But I want to say one thing, and that is the one person... I, I was thrilled to bits to see Nolan Le, Le Garek. Of course, Le Breton. Our Breton friend. Our Breton. But when he came on, I felt his service was so much faster than Maxim Lucou. He... He looked the part, and I I feel disappointed for him that he hasn't been given a chance this weekend. But we'll see. We'll see how Luku gets on uh, this weekend. If if he's un- if he struggles, then I think they'll pull him off earlier. Yes, I'll get his chance. And looking at the the team, uh, the squad as well, I had the same thought as you. I said, mm, that's interesting. Okay, uh, so Fabian Gattia decided to go for continuity and and to carry on with Maxime Lucu. 
Uh, however, I wonder, I wonder whether he will put Nolan Garek on the pitch a bit earlier than expected, but we'll see. We'll see. I, I think he, I think he, he probably will. But um, it, again, it all depends how France are playing and um, whether they're, they're ahead on the scoreboard or, or behind. Uh, you know, it'll be a fa- it's going to be a hard game for France. I mean, on the back of what happened at, uh, in Marseille, it, you know, the whole of France are expecting a big reaction from this, from this squad. Uh, and they know that they've got to deliver. So th- there is pressure on them to deliver. How that works in, in their mindset... We'll find out on Saturday. Yes, and you are right. You know they 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 have to win. There's no there's no other alternative. So what do you make about Pasolo Twilagi? Well, he's a big boy, isn't he? Um, very very powerful. Oh, I mean, we've seen him with the under twenties and how he's performed there. Um, I thought that when he came on, he certainly. He certainly gave the pack a, a boost. Uh, I felt all of a sudden the, the pack seemed to be going forward. He made some. He made some big drives. Yeah, he carried well. He got over the gain line. So as an impact player, he certainly made his presence felt. And, and I'm sure we'll see we'll see that again at Murrayfield on on Saturday. I suspect he'll come on. Um, and at about 60 minutes to really add that little bit of oomph to the French pack uh, as they go into the final quarter. Absolutely. He played last week, but at a very difficult time. So uh, this time around, hopefully, it's going to be a, b- a better game for Les Bleus. Again, Murrayfield is a very difficult arena to play. They lost a few times in Scotland. So I just hope that <laughs> this time they will bag a win. Well, yes, I I managed to go to every Scotland-France game between 1998 and 2016. And of the games that were played at Murrayfield, France lost twice in that period. So I had a good run as a French supporter at Murrayfield, so I can't complain too much. But you're right. The Scottish team have come on a long way since then, and they're certainly a different, a different animal to to what they were then. Uh, and Murrayfield can be a very intimidating place, especially if the it can be very cold at Murrayfield. That biting northerly wind comes down off the off the big hills there, and the wind swirls around, and it can be a very intimidating place indeed. And uh, not for the faint-hearted, I can assure you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wonder what they have digested. They, they lost against South Africa on the 15th of October. Whether he's still lingering in, in their brain, and uh, hence the reason why they didn't perform last last weekend. Plus, plus getting used to a new coaching staff as well, because uh, some of the coaches left. It was the end of their contract. So there's lots to take. Lots to take. So. Uh, but they did analyze, obviously, the, the game from last weekend. And uh, yes, they, they know what they have to do. <laughs> Win. <laughs> no, other, no other solution. Oh, absolutely. And I think, that, as I said, it all, it, it all comes, it all starts up front with a pack and they need to have a, a, good, a good pack, solid in the scrums, 
certainly got to get that line out working to get good ball that Luca can use so he can get Xavi Bear to get the, to get that line moving. And if you can get that line moving, you've got on the wings, you've got Penno and you've got Pierre Barry on the wings and the pace is there. So if they can get that ball, quick ball, move it quickly along the line and try and create space outside, then they'll go places. And let's hope that Nolan Lugarek, our Breton friend, is going to add a little bit of his Celtic magic to the mix. Absolutely. Okay, in the meantime, we talked about the Ministre de l'Intérieur, Antoine Dupont, he was absolutely brilliant playing last weekend against uh, Bayonne. And it was his last game for the top 14. Yeah, he, he was playing at five half as well, wasn't he? Um, it was quite quite amusing. I saw a little clip, I think it was on the, the uh, Toulouse uh, Instagram feed. Mm -hmm. I think he, he went and sat in his usual place. In the changing room. <laughs> oh, really? The player who was playing scrum off came up to him and said, you're next door, mate. That's my seat. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite funny. But that, that shows you he's a man. He's always so focused and switched on to what he's going to do. And his play against against Bayonne was tremendous. Uh, that, that cross kick... That he put in for the, the fullback to score a, a wonderful try, uh, and there were some lovely moments where he, he he just he just ran the show, and you just thought to yourself, if only he'd been on that in the on the field in 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 Marseille the pre, the previous evening, you would you probably would have seen a different France just by his sheer presence. But but there we are. Um, yes. But no. Great, a great game, a great game from him, and, and a good win for Toulouse, 46-26. So that takes them up up the table, and I think they're now in second place, just behind the new leaders, Stade Francais. Exactly. It's a long time since we've seen the Stade Francais uh, at the top of the table. And on third position, we've got Bordeaux, followed by Racing 92. Toulon and Clermont, the top six. So interesting, yeah. interesting ranking. And, was, and looking at Stade, I mean, Stade Francais, I mean, they had a, a pretty narrow win against Oyonna. They only won by 23 points to 19. So it, it certainly wasn't a clear cut win, but it was enough to, to get them up the table, to the top of the table following Racing's. Perhaps surprising, 26-5 lost at, at Perpignan. And Montpellier lost. Uh, but in the last uh, five games, they had three wins. So it's definitely getting better under the tenure of, uh, of Bernard Laporte. Yes, I mean, obviously, it, it, it's difficult going to La Rochelle. Uh, La Rochelle seemed to be coming into a bit more form in recent weeks. Uh, It was always going to be a tough ass there, but uh, well, they, they they only lost by by eight points. But um, still, uh, you know, it was it's good to see that La Rochelle trying to climb up the table a little bit after the poor start in the early part of the season. Yes, but, uh, 
So while the Six Nations are starting on Saturday with the game in Murrayfield between Scotland and France, the top 14 is still going strong. So Lyon will uh, will play against La Rochelle, Stade Français against Perpignan, Racing 92 against Montpellier, Toulouse against Oyonna, Bordeaux-Bègles against Pau. Bayonne against Clermont and on Sunday Castres against Toulon. So interesting games, but obviously I'll have my eyes glued on the TV screen watching Six Nations for sure. Well, lucky you. I'm unfortunately Saturday afternoon. I've got to go and cover a game of rugby, so I shall have to watch the Scotland-France game when I get back from doing my reporting on, on Saturday. So I should look forward to it. So, But I, I, I'll, I'll make a prediction. Shall I make a prediction? Yes, yes, go ahead. Okay, what are your predictions for <laughs> this week's game between France against Scotland? Because last week, you know, we, we got it wrong. But I think 99% of... I would say even 100% of of people probably thought that uh, France would win, unless you are Irish, of course. Well, yes, and I think we, we got that one badly wrong, didn't we? Uh, but anyway, I think on Saturday, I'm ex- I expect a reaction from the French team. Uh, I, I think they know that they, they owe a performance, um, and I think they are going to win by 25 points to 20. Okay, quite close then. Okay, well, we'll see. Oh, we'll see fun. how. Yeah, we'll see how Scotland is going to play. Are they going to play similar to how they played during the first half against Wales or second half? Hmm, we'll see. Mm. We'll see. I think, as I said, a lot depends on how how France front up in the forwards. I think that's that's going to be key, and and also keeping fifteen men on the field. <laughs> yes, 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 definitely. Because that was a coup de grace for Pauli Amse, came back from injuries. And yes, I think for MSD, it's likely to be the end of the road, which is a bit saddening. So, Bill, it's going to be a really great weekend. And we are both predicting because we are positive and because, you know, we love uh, the French team. <laughs> A win for France. What about the other teams? What are your predictions, Bill? Well, I think um, on Saturday at Twickenham, uh, I think England will beat Wales. Um, but um, I think it will be a, a tight game again. I mean, I mean, Italy did very well against England last weekend. Don't forget, uh, England only won by three points, and uh, they were also they were down at half time. So a new look England team against Wales who perhaps showed some good spirit in the second half against against Scotland. So I think I think England will probably just sneak that one by about I think the scoreline will be 27-23. Okay. Again in the 20s. We'll see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then for Sunday uh, Ireland against Italy I can I can see that only one winner really uh, and I think Ireland are going to run out Winners there, I would say, by 40 points to 15. 
Oh, yeah, generous, quite generous. But again, you know, the Italian team, the Azul, have improved over the last few years. They certainly showed some good touches against England, and they showed that they're willing to run with the ball. And when they have, when they can get the ball, they can play some rugby. So um, I don't think they'll get as many chances against Ireland. Mm. But I think if they, get, if they can have some ball and, and use it and move it wide, then I think they, can, they could probably get a couple of scores in Dublin. But I think the... The steamroller of the Irish pack will be too much for them in the end. It's going to be another exciting rugby weekend. It's always exciting when you watch rugby. Well, most of the time anyway. Uh, it can be exciting, but it can be very soul-destroying. And <laughs> your heart can bleed as well, but that's what happens in sport. And uh, Bill, enjoy porting your match in sunny Cornwall. Thank you. Or and, rainy uh, Cornwall, may I say? It could well be rainy this Saturday. It's, so the weather forecast isn't great. But anyway, whatever you're doing, enjoy the rugby wherever you are and, and may your team win. May the best team win. But France, of course, for us. <laughs> Allez, au revoir. Au revoir. La pendule fait tic-tac, tic-tic. Les oiseaux du lac, pic-tac, pic-pic. Glou, 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 font tous les dindons. Et la jolie cloche, ding-ding-dong. Mais boum, quand notre cœur fait boum, tout avec lui dit boum. Et c'est l'amour qui s'éveille.